This is Coffee and Psychosis. My name is John, and I'm sat here with a young chap. Hi, I'm JJ. How do we know each other? <laughs> Simon. So Simon, who was on the last podcast, he texted me, said, well, I've got this young chap. I thought he'd known you for ages, but apparently that's not the case. Like two months and because of my dog. Yeah, and how did you meet Simon? He was in hospital for some reason. That's another podcast. I don't know, I didn't really ask, because it's his own life, and if he wanted to tell me, he could tell me. He didn't He didn't tell you? No, he didn't really tell me. <laughs> so you just, is it, this is what I've, I think is, has happened. So you just met Simon randomly in the park? Yeah, walking my dog. Yeah, one of the uh, what one of his friends that is a lady saw of a dog and was like, "Ooh, a dog!" Started was like, "Is she friendly?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then we just started talking from there. What did you talk about? Random crap. Yeah, and then he told you about the podcast. Yeah, and then binge listened to it. And would you would you care to give a review? Brilliant to binge listen to if you're bored. That's good. So we're like the last resort. Yeah. When it comes to boredom, that's a good place to be. Better than having a psychosis. Yeah, you can just turn it on and off. Yeah. Play and pause whenever you want. Mm. So why did Simon say that you'd be good to you on the podcast? Do you know why? Because I have knowledge in stuff with psychosis. I've pretty much grown up around mentally ill people. <laughs> yeah. What does that look like? Not very good, actually. I never really had... A dad, because my dad had uh, paranoid schizophrenia, so he couldn't cope with a little child, and he thought it was too dangerous to be around me. So he disappeared and then came back when I was about four, because he had a little one with someone else. Yeah. Don't really see my half-sibling. So when did you first hear the word psychosis? I always knew about it, but my mum said it in different ways to protect me when I was little, because she didn't want me to be like, oh... But I've seen it as something normal. Why do you think she she was trying to protect you? Because she didn't want to give my dad a bad name. Do you think the word gives people a bad name? Depends on people's opinions. Yeah. So like everyone's got a nose. Everyone's got an opinion. Sometimes people's opinions are negative, so she didn't want someone's a negative opinion on my father to cause the way that I see my father to be negative. She wanted me to be able to make up my own mind on that. Now that all the people listen to this podcast, they're all judging you. Never mind. <laughs> they can judge. What, how did she explain it to you then, if, if it wasn't using that word? She said that uh, my dad was not all there, yeah. and he loved me in his own weird way. <laughs> Even though he might not be a part of this universal world. Well, well we, we skipped ahead way too quick, right? What are we drinking? Not coffee. A malt drink. Malt drink, yeah. I just had a decaf coffee, which doesn't really count as coffee. It's still coffee mm. without caffeine in it. What in World War Two? They thought caffeine made people psychotic. Oh, did they? Yeah, they thought too much uh, caffeine rewired the brain. Mm. Good stuff. Where do you think is a good place to start? Brief bio. Okay, hit me with the brief bio. Brief bio. Um, when I was young, or <laughs> I don't know. It's your idea. <laughs> oh. yeah. My view on the world's. A bit different than say someone else is like uh people around my age some of them are sexist or uh homophobic yeah but i was brought up in a house full of females so that's probably why i act a bit girly sometimes right but nothing bad with that it's good to get in touch with your f- feminine side 
Ugh, can't pronounce that word, but never mind. Uh, feminine. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, and I was brought up around a lot of the people of the LGBT community as well, so I just see it as something normal. That's your bio? Yeah, pretty much. That doesn't count as a bio. What? See LGBT as normal? Yeah, that's like a belief. It's not a belief, it's... Yeah, a, it's, yeah. You it's believe a, that LGBT people are normal. What is the definition of normal? Oh. Well, you tell me. You're the one that started using the word normal, dropping the N-bomb. <laughs> normal is pretty much what someone believes in being uh, ordinary or uh, usual. Yeah. Where society nowadays see people walking around in joggy bottoms and talking slang as normal. All right, what about this then? What's your biography of mental illness, as you said? Basically, uh, my father's paranoid schizophrenic. Basically, he's paranoid as can be. Yeah. And sometimes enters the world of his own. Is that what you wanted to talk about today? Mm, just talking about mental health in a whole and just ripping into the government. Right. <laughs> okay, go ahead then. What do you mean by go ahead? Like, oh, run yeah. forward with swords and shields and just be like, government know. shit. I don't know. What do you think psychosis is? Is that a good place psychosis to Psychosis is, um, the dictionary says that it's psychos- psychosis is someone that has lost grip of reality or what is real. Say if someone played too many video games and thought it was real. Do you, do you go by the dictionary definition? No, I just go by my own definition. What's your definition? My definition is someone being able to uh, experience stuff that is out of the normal plane of reality that people can perceive. Some people's psychosis might be them entering another universe where scientifically unable to do that, but mentally we're able to do that. And it's just brilliant being able to believe that we are able to escape reality because reality is sometimes boring. How did you come to that conclusion? Life, really. There's nothing much that's interesting in this world apart from stuff that is man-made, but nature is interesting in its own way. Like, watching natural magic in, in a sense. Like, bees being able to fly. Scientifically, it's impossible. Nature proves that it is. That is science, then. Yeah, but scientists can't come to a conclusion or a hypothesis on how it's able to work. Just beat the wings. Yeah, but their body weight to wing mass is incorrect. Well, there's some shit scientists, then, aren't they? (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. And talking about scientists, they can't even figure out what's causing psychosis or mental... uh, Yeah, they got some idea. Yeah, but not... Like, they have some idea on how a bee can fly, but they don't know how it works. You tell them then. Tell them how it works. How does it work? Put them straight. Put them straight. Um, Not the bees, though. Well, bees pretty much fly by using large amounts of energy to cause air pressure underneath the wings to counteract the weight of their body. Yeah, but... um I don't think anyone's tuning in this podcast to hear to, science to hear about um, bees. Well, bees have psychosis all the time. How do you work that out? Sometimes, in a beehive, there is a queen. 
Yeah. So, in this sense, say, politicians or the queen of this country. Yeah. Worker bees sometimes rebel and go crazy. Yeah. How the bees see it as crazy, them attacking one another and not doing their job properly. And that's like a society. We lose rag of what we have been programmed to do or been told to do and just rebel. Yeah. And see ourselves as a higher being or someone able to travel from one universe to another. That's so that's how you'd see, you'd see psychosis. Yeah. In in human terms, rebelling. Rebelling. Rebelling against the norm. Triggered people do on purpose. What do you think? No, it's triggered by uh environmental and mental stimulant like their point of views may cause their psychosis quicker than say their environment what kind of points of views do you think narcissistic point of views they may think that they're more important than someone else therefore causing them to think that they're a god or jesus okay that's interesting something out of the natural or ordinary happening i I think psychosis is pretty natural yeah it's a way of the brain protecting itself yeah from say stuff that it doesn't want to realise or it breaking its own reality because of its upbringing or something like that. People totally changing, like a met- metamorphosis. Seeing how someone was really quiet and placid and then all of a sudden they become confident and like a new bun- a butterfly. That's probably caused by, say, anything really. Who, who have you seen that occurring? Uh, quite a few people, like people that I knew at like school like you saw them be all quiet and then all of a sudden something snapped and they change one person I knew was really confident really into everything and then all of a sudden they went really hermitizing and hiding and not talking to anyone because they were paranoid about people reading their thoughts or something like that they were worried that people were trying to get them and how did you know that that was going on with them because you could see by the way that they're twitching a lot and they spoke to certain people and you just listened to the way that they spoke when they did speak. They were very paranoid with the way what they said. They didn't try giving out much information. They tried reclusing a bit or closing off. And also that can happen vice versa. Like the opposite can happen like they can become really confident and really arrogant and really narcissistic when i was really young i went over to where my dad was staying that was near me and um all of a sudden he went on a mental one locking all the doors all the windows and right locking everything because he was paranoid that someone was going to kill him and he grabbed a knife and was like no one's coming through that door and how old are you at that point five six and you remember it Vaguely, like just remember him one minute all chilled and calm, and the next minute he just goes snap and goes all paranoid. And how did you sort of process that when you were younger? Can you remember? Well, the person that he was staying at, they got all the kids and were like, Come on, let's go in the front room because my dad was having an episode. They kind of tried to keep you away from it. Yeah, they tried shielding us from the reality of what it can do to people. I guess like when you're a, you're a child, you, people think you're kind of stupid that you don't know what's going on. Mm. Did you have an idea of what was going on? Did you? No, I actually had no idea until I was about twelve or so. And were you scared or what? It was a bit worrying to see someone that you saw as 
someone that was meant to protect you or keep you happy that just one second just break and go all paranoid and scared frantically running around the room just trying to lock all the doors and stuff then what what happened and then the person that he was staring at uh calmed him down and then he went back to normal again just his happy jokey self that's why whenever i saw him i always had to see him with uh, adult supervision so that then they could shield me from stuff like that dangerous situation where he might just go schizoid all of a sudden what do you mean by go schizoid like just go mental all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> like one minute be all calm next minute just go whoop you know that people will be like you can't say that you can't say mental uh, it's like a state of mind like mental like no it's like using a word to explain what's happening turn a phrase yeah it's like a term yeah not a phrase but it's like a term you know people why people might be insulted yeah because they've been called it most of their life mental and crazy but it's kind of discriminatory isn't it yeah like derogative like I'm happy to be mental yeah but being mental is a bit more interesting than being sane well I'd I'd rather call myself mental than have other people call me mental yeah but I I just use it as a term to explain something out of the out of ordinary bring us into the richness of what mental is though that's what we want to know what is mental mental is acting outside of the boundaries of norm normality like one minute being okay next minute just going haywire or mental like (laughs) (laughs) I used it again Um, going haywire just thinking that something's happening when it's not there's no reason behind understanding what's happening that you can work out yourself yeah yeah do you think there are reasons probably a chemical imbalance in the brain (laughs) (laughs) trying to go back to science that's my trigger what a chemical imbalance yeah when people start talking about that that's that's my trigger Mm. what you that triggers my mental illness what are you going to jump over the table and just like start locking the doors yeah yeah maybe i I can tolerate people's opinions yeah they can't always tolerate mine but but everyone's opinion is valid until proven invalid everyone's yep nah not everyone's yeah everyone's opinions valid until proven invalid it's like a barcode you scan it and if you see it as invalid it's invalid oh so i can just i can say your opinion's invalid yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's how you can see everything like if you agree with someone's opinion it's valid if you don't it's invalid to you so everyone's opinion but mine is invalid yeah Cool. In your own point yeah. of view, in your own opinion, your va- your opinion is valid where everyone else's is invalid until you agree with their uh, opinions and then it's valid. I'm not very agreeable as a person. Well, you seem quite agreeable. No, I'm not. I think everyone's just full of shit. Well, they are in a sense, but are you trying to say that people talk out of their ass most of the time? Yeah, they do, yeah, especially about this kind of stuff. So mm. full of... Um, Scheiser. Scheiser believe in things that aren't don't have any relevance or, or any weight in any sort of science yeah but then if you look at it from say a logical point of view not everything needs science behind it to make sense like yeah but when you got people who are saying they're scientists and they're like 
the reason that people have these experiences is because of a chemical imbalance. That's just shit. That's yeah. That, and then you say, can you can you show that to me? Can you prove that to me? They say, no, we can't. It's just a hypothesis. Yeah, they think it. It's true, so therefore it's true. And then they can sell lots of drugs. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, well, they're put, probably putting drugs in the water to make us go crazy, so then they can make more money. The fish are all on antidepressants, aren't they? Because it comes out in people's piss and goes back into the ocean, so all the fish should be really happy about them being destroyed. All the coral reef being destroyed. Why, why, uh, so, why so down, guys? The problem with, like medding everyone out for them people that don't like say if someone has a job and they don't make as much as say someone who's got a higher paying job and they have to be on medication most of their money is probably going to go to their medication in america maybe yeah but like here it's like depending on what medication you have depending on how much sure it costs you yeah i think mine was like isn't there like just a standard fee you pay for prescriptions yeah it's like seven quid or something no it's probably gone up no, it's about 25 quid for what? a month, month's prescription. Oh. Yeah, I think I used to pay like £7.44 every two weeks or something. Yeah, but it's gone up to like 24 25 something. But I'm only like paying like 11 quid a month for yeah. my prescription because I need it all the time. Yeah, so I go see a psychiatrist every six to seven months. And one of my psychiatrists said that uh, I have a phobic anxiety disorder. Oh, no, I don't think I've heard that one. It's basically being scared of social situations. Pad. 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 Is that what they abbreviated to? Pad. You've got the pad. <laughs> but it sounds like a really bad, like, it just sounds like it's like a bit of tech. you got pad. Like, or a drug or something. Why, why did you end up seeing a psychiatrist? Uh, because... Every time I met someone, I had a voice in my head judging them, and it usually was right. Right. <laughs> when I walk around, I sometimes hear someone shout my name, and I'm like, what? Like, look behind me and go, who's that? Or hear, like, people talking when there's no one talking. Like, say if I'm in the middle of a field, I randomly hear someone talk. I'm like, where's that coming from? I don't see any people. Are they, like, distressing voices? Are they... uh, so- sometimes they used to just, like, roast the shit out of me, but now... <laughs> In what, what, in what way, though? <laughs> like, just call me shit and just try putting me down. Mm-hmm. Where I just stopped giving a fuck because I was bullied. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, good try making me depressed, but you failed. So you just sort of blocked block them out? Or? Yeah, because my mum always said to me, if you hear voices in your head, they're not real. So she said, don't take any notice to them. Well, she said, T- take no notice to them if they're being a hindrance, but if they're being nice or helpful... Listen to them, unless it says walk off a cliff, and then it's like a game of Simon Says. Then they say walk off a cliff, so you walk off a cliff. No, it doesn't work like that. But um, a lot of people they think if people hear voices, they're like dangerous, bonkers, right? Yeah, is that what do you think about that sort of opinion? Well, the voices in my head sometimes say stab someone, but that's probably because they're irritating, and I don't really listen to what <laughs> they say. <laughs> when they say stab someone, I don't go, eh, let's go stab them then. Because the voices say that I should. Yeah, but you told me the other day you you took a you took a stab for your friend, right? Yeah. Was that fun or what? It hurt. Like say it was like a needle injection, but a bit more stabby. <laughs> there was a bit of blood because the person didn't know how to use the knife properly. 
because they were just trying to be threatening and I stood in the way and they hit me instead of my mate and I was just like, eh, whatever, walked off and it just like, left a little scar but <laughs> it looked like they shit themselves in their boots or left a brick behind them because they probably didn't plan to stab someone, they just probably planned to try scaring the person and then they showed empathy or remorse for what they'd done. Why did they do it? To try getting power. Oh. Because there was someone that was pretty much inhuman as most people make out that I am inhuman do they? yeah who? people that I know around college and my friends say that I'm inhuman because I, before I can enter a privately a privately owned building like say something that's not public so like a house or something like that I have to be invited in so yeah. they see it as inhuman but it's just an anxiety thing they're like oh you're a vampire no what so if you, you, you can't go to a bank or something unless the bank manager comes out and invites you no in. that's a public building oh it's, well kind of but no but it's for public use like you yeah. walk in put your money in walk out yeah but you can't just go in there and eat your sandwich no but like you don't eat sandwiches no it's not like McDonald's where you just walk in order a bit of food sit there and eat or walk around town and eat it had a little break and you said you wanted to talk about religion religion views mental illness as something satanistic or work of satan because <laughs> <laughs> which which religion are we talking about here christianity the big one the big c yep, they see it as something that's going against god's word because people are claiming to be god their self or blasphemers yeah don't get me wrong religion's all right like their point of views are brilliant, like... <laughs> <laughs> Even that one. Like, pagans believe that um, being one with nature or going against normality, like, um, like people probably think it's crazy that you're living in the woods and having fun, not having wars. Like, they think a sane person happily has wars. Someone who's insane would probably enjoy sitting in the woods or something but it's calming sitting in the woods and thinking about everything and anything so we got a little list here what are the other things that you want to talk about is this a sigh what is it good for um psychosis what do i think of it my own experience with like psychosis is like my own little like mini episodes when i feel too much emotion because I'm not used to it so when I feel too much emotion I pretty much become a separate entity like the entity that I am now is non-existent and I'm more why are you sitting like that it's comfortable <laughs> yeah but we can't hear you you can't hear me no you've got you've literally got to get as close as you possibly can to the microphone where it says talk well so I am close yeah to now the we talk. can hear you okay so Basically, uh, when I feel too much anger or too much heartbreak, uh, I have like mini episodes. So my mindset that I am now, I drop into like my own little wonderland and then my body's still being used by like a separate entity. Aggression, anger, violence. When you say entity though? A different persona. Not like an alien? No, a different persona another human being in the mind in my own mind 
that's aggressive and protective over the body. So if I feel like I'm in danger or too much anger, I switch. And someone told you that was you being psychotic? Yeah. Who told you that? Like, my doctor. Oh, doctor what? But we can't drop names. Why? Well, I don't even remember my psychiatrist's name. That's how unimportant she is. What's your psychiatrist like, then? She's like this foreign lady that thinks that she's always (laughs) right. She's like, oh, that's probably uh, autism. I'm like, no, it's far from it. It's a separate being. Like, I'm not there. Like, I completely black out. So what do you... Would the church be like you're possessed or what? Yeah. Yeah. My mum's made a joke a couple of times and was like, oh, you were possessed. But she knows that I can't help it, so she keeps an eye on me all the time so that I don't have episodes. And the pills that the psychiatrist has put me on help a bit because they put me on quietin. Quetiapine. Yeah, quietin. I can't even pronounce the name of the pills. Yeah. But... They mellow me out a bit. To quieten you down. Yeah. Quiet, I mean. Uh. Quieten you down. Yeah, probably because they don't want you shouting out that you're a god or something. Yeah, they don't want that. There's only one god. In other religions, there's multiple. Pagans. Filthy pagans. No. uh, Pagans aren't filthy. Yeah. Well, that's what the church think. Yeah, but what do you think of pagans? I think they're mental. But aren't you mental yourself? I think, no, 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 that's different though. What, do you think they should all be sectioned for Well, if, I, if I'm getting sectioned, then they should be fucking sectioned. Yeah, but they're not doing any danger, they're sitting in the... Neither am I. Yeah, but they're sitting in the woods getting stoned. That's not on. How is it not on? First of all, it's illegal. Right? Second of all, no one really cares about the law when it comes to that, because it's Mother Nature's... Yeah, but the law owns Mother Nature. We we have to pay, like, council tax and stuff like that to live on this planet. Yeah. How do they own the planet? Who did they buy it off? God. You can't buy it off God because we're not able to see him. Why do we need to pay the church money, then? They see it as offerings. To who, though? God. So that God can do the work that he needs to do that he can't. Why does he need money? He's God. I don't understand it myself, so... <laughs> <laughs> I can't really comment much on offerings and stuff like that so i remember when you you text me yeah let me get the text you said hello john it's simon's friend i've listened to five episodes of the podcast so far i'm enjoying it and i suffer with mental health each day depression anxiety paranoia and mini little blackouts that sometimes are dangerous (laughs) some days my depression is so bad to a point where i can't be asked to get out of bed right away in my bed or when the paranoia is too bad i just hide in my bedroom or hide in my house because of the uh, autism it's my safe place so I don't really invite people in unless I trust them a bit oh so I got invited in yeah so you trust me a bit yeah and also my mum wanted to meet who (laughs) I kept going on about you also said I've seen mental health problems all my life are there any like particular moments that stand out to you that have affected you yeah uh, last summer I went up there uh, and I stayed over for two nights straight, and I felt like when I left his, I needed to be put in a straitjacket because I felt crazy. What What made you feel like that? <laughs> I suffered with paranoia myself, but his paranoia was worse than mine. Mm. Like, he kept 
getting paranoid that someone's watching him. I'm like, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, it feels like they're filming me. Like, when he's drunk, he's even worse. Because he uh, suffers with... Well, he used to be an alcoholic. He's calmed down a bit on that, but he still drinks a lot. To forget about his paranoia and anxiety and depression. Has anyone ever explained to you what, what those things are? or mm, Not really. No. I had to do my own research on it. With my own mental health, I see stuff that ain't there. So whenever I walk my dog, my dog is pretty much like my anchor to this reality. Oh, there goes the... You're not getting on well with that microphone, are you? No. So you, one of those people that psychiatrists would be like, your arms. Your arms. (laughs) My arm. Yeah, your at-risk mental state. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But they said that I'm a low risk to people and yeah. myself. And I'm like, how am I a low risk to myself? When I find it fascinating to watch myself drip with blood. When I cut my hand for some stupid reason, like putting a brick hammer in it. <laughs> I was working away, chiseling at a brick and accidentally put a brick hammer in my hand. Didn't feel it. It does happen. I didn't feel it. I thought, I thought the brick hammer got stuck in a... Well, actually, my... Brickwork teacher would say it was a bolster hammer. Put a bolster hammer in my hand and barely felt it. So what else is on our list? How you see the system? Yeah. Which system are we talking about? Medical system. Yeah. How, yeah. how do you see it then? Well, they're getting cuts all the time, so they can't really look after us very well. Because they're probably trying to privatise it more so then they can make more money out of our illnesses, as they call them. I just see them as people being different. Being normal is boring. They're not really um, hiring people that really listen to people that have mental health that well. Well, oh. from my own point of view. Oh. Telling it like it is. Yeah. You've not even been that dragged in either, and you know. What, dragged into yeah. being sectioned? Yeah. <laughs> What's not, giving you that idea that they don't have uh, people that listen? Uh, well, the psychiatrists that I have had, the two psychiatrists that I have had, were really shit. They haven't really listened to me. I said that I heard voices. They're like, oh, just ignore them then. I was like... <laughs> That's what they said? Yeah. What, what do you think a better response would have been for you then? Oh, um, how how do they make you feel when they're talking to you? Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I would have said. Shit. Because they make me feel shit when they do speak to me because it's usually... That person's bad news. Don't talk to them. Oh, look, there's a chav there. Did they say anything about me? No. No. Because the... That's disappointing. No, the meds I'm on numbs. <laughs> I don't really hear them anymore because the meds I'm on stop them from being able to talk much. What would a better psychiatrist be then? Someone that listens and they can help with like coping mechanisms on how to cope with it every day. The psychiatrist I have is like adamant that I have more autism than I did originally. What do you mean? When I was younger, I was diagnosed with uh, autistic tendencies, but the psychiatrist I have is like, it's just autism. It's normal to get aggressive when you have autism. I'm like, this ain't aggression like normal. There's getting mad at something, and then there's trying to kill it. What are you trying to kill? The thing that I'm getting angry at. (laughs) What (laughs) might that be? (laughs) Like anything, really. Um, like a spider, you can. I've nearly killed my bedroom door before. That was funny. Oh, it's already dead, though. I know, but like, 
demolished it. I got pissed off and put my whole arm through it nearly. Well, I didn't even remember it. My mum told me that afterwards. Yeah. Like when I have the blackouts, I don't remember anything. That's why I think it's a different persona. Because there's no memory, no haziness, no nothing. You browned out. Browned out? What do you mean by browned it's out? It's like blacking out, but not quite as bad. Well, yeah, a bit like that, if you want to say it like <laughs> that. Yeah. But it sounds like someone shat herself, browned out. What else is on this list, then? Um, what makes you see a deer? Huh? Doctor. Doctor. A doc. Yeah, uh, when the voices were getting too much when I was about 17, so like a couple of years ago, they were getting too bad, like to a point where they judged everything and made my depression worse and made me self-harm quite a bit because they were like watch the one uh watch the uh blood drip down your arm and shit like that so i went to the doctors and was like look they asked if i self-harmed and they were like don't say anything don't say anything the voices were saying because they were like don't get help don't get help don't get help we're fine and it's like but we're not i'm talking to myself and they're like yeah but you're still getting a response and how do you understand those voices then do you, do you see them as as part of you or different pieces of yourself yeah different pieces of my personality like how the bible would explain seven deadly sins so it's like one side that's more sexual one side that's more lust well yeah one side that's lustful one side that's more greedy one side that's prideful or narcissistic one side that's uh gluttony sloth you tick all those boxes Pretty much. Yeah, nice and tidy. There's like seven different voices. Yeah. How did you work that out? They all sound different. Well, they got different voices. Different tones and like pride's more uptight and like a posh person that thinks they're better than everyone else. Yeah. Where wrath is more kill it, kill it, kill it. Have you got a favourite? Probably Sloth. How come? He's like hippie as can be. Yeah, it's like he sounds stoned all the time and it's like... Yeah, just be chilled back. Don't care about anything. Yeah, well, just have a couple of joints. Mm. Is he the one who's like, get some joints? Yeah, or like, he's like, I'm getting bored, let's go smoke. Do they talk to each other? I actually don't know. No? It's Mm. quite abstract. Mm. All I know is what they tell me, and then when I have like the mini little episodes, they take control, I think. Because I think they choose what I can remember and what I can't. And why do you think they're there? As protection from the world. Do they do they serve that function? Yeah. Yeah. They're just over over the top sometimes. Yeah. So, so they're, they're like that auntie that likes partying all the time. Yeah. Like in your face and in your personal space all the time. I don't think I have an auntie like that. I do. <laughs> And she's not even blood-related either. Do you think you're heading heading for a psychosis? What do you think? Probably, because every now and then I see a white rabbit. Oh, the white rabbit. Yeah. Tell us about the white rabbit. Basically, the white rabbit turns up when I'm feeling depressed, so it's, like, geeing me on to follow it. And it's not a black dog, like everyone else says. What, everyone sees the black dog? That's like a... It's a metaphor for depression, isn't it? The black dog. Oh, I see a black dog every day, my own. Yeah, you've got a black dog, so it's different for you. (laughs) Yeah. That's probably why it took the embodiment of, like, a rabbit. But it's white. It's the opposite. Yeah. So what does this rabbit do? Look at me all the time, and, like, the voices are like, don't follow it, don't follow it. It 
you will go into Wonderland and will take control. Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. Mm, that's probably where it's manifested from. Yeah, what, you seen the film? Read I've the book? seen them all, got all the books, played nearly every game that's come out that's really? around it. Yeah. I didn't even know there were games about yeah, it. Yeah, there's a game called Alice Madness Returns. Oh. I recently just got it and it's pretty good. It's about mental health. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the main character, Alice, obviously, because it's called Alice Madness Returns, uh, she's blaming herself for a fire that started out at her f- household residence, but it was actually her cat. And you find out her cat she sees as the Cheshire Cat, and her pet rabbit she sees as the White Rabbit. Right. So everyone around her you see as different embodiments of characters in Alice in Wonderland, like mm-hmm. that Madame Bloody Blah, or whatever her name is, uh, the weird old lady that lives in the woods in uh, Alice in Wonderland, the first one. So that really big lady that has the baby in the first film, she she um, she's portrayed as her psychiatrist because she doesn't like her female psychiatrist. And it's set in the Victorian era too. So around where child slavery and stuff like that. Nice. All the good stuff. Yeah. This white rabbit. Yeah. The minute I get close to it, it runs further away. So it's like... uh, when I know it's not real because whenever I take my dog out, my dog don't react to it. My dog normally reacts to small critters. Mm. I let my dog off and my dog's literally just walked past it. Yeah. So the dog... To the dog, it's not real, but to you... It's real. Yeah. Like, it's literally there. It looks... Is it ugly or... No, it's actually... Well... It's a good-looking rabbit? Well, it's a bit... If you were a rabbit, would you find it attractive? No. No? Oh, so you know that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got an idea of what your sexual preferences would be if you were a rabbit. Um, Yeah, um, so the rabbit is uh, a bit... What's the word? Um, Decayed, like... It's decaying a bit. Yeah, so it is ugly. Yeah. It's a bit undead and broken and pretty much a zombie white rabbit. Yeah. Does it smell? It looks like it bathes in sewer water. Its fur has gone all manky and shit like that. It's got mange. Yeah, quite mangy. Mangy rabbit. But you can still tell it's meant to be a white rabbit. That's good. Because its facial features are quite still there, but then rest of it looks like it's decaying and it's like when it hops it's like you're worried about going near it just in case you catch something does it have horns or red eyes or anything like that it's an albino white rabbit yeah yeah so no horns no horns does it have that sideways eye eyelid thing what where it goes like a lizard no it's like a normal rabbit Mm. what do the church think about the rabbit I haven't told them. Yeah, what do you think they'd say? They would probably think it's crazy. Give, give us some money, we'll get rid of it. Uh, I told my mum about it, and that was quite funny. She was like, follow it, go see where it goes. I was like, I don't want to go to Wonderland, just in case I use my lose my humanity. Then you have to just you have to go down a hole to get to Wonderland, though. So. No, but it might be like a mental thing. If you follow the rabbit, you might lose grip of reality. Has anyone really got grip of reality? I see it as an illusion. I see it as... The government's probably pumping something in the air, so we see it as boring. <laughs> what, like chemtrails? 
Chemtrails? Yeah, have you heard about the chemtrails? No. No? Oh, that's the thing that people think. What would your wonderland be if you went to wonderland? Like, how would you perceive the world if you were in your own wonderland? Or, say, when you were in your psychosis, what was your wonderland? Uh, What is wonderland, though? It's not, like, a good place, is it? No, it's not crazy. It's a way that you can escape from reality. It's a place that has no time and has no day-night cycle. It just... My wonderland would probably be where trees grow food and money. They do that already. Even more so, like, uh, meat and... What, a, a meat plant? Yeah, like a meat like plant. Like a meat plant. Like a breakfast tree or something like that. Why would you rather have that? Because... My diet consists of meat and cheese and pastry. It would be less effort. Just go up to a tree, climb it, pick what you want, cook it, done. Instead of having to make traps and trying to eat Wonderland creatures because you don't know what it could taste like. Yeah, you don't want to eat that rabbit by the sounds of it. No, it's, it seems like it's been through some bad days. What do you think that rabbit is then? <sighs> Probably a metaphor for something. What, have you got any ideas? My decaying humanity. <laughs> Why do you think if you do you think your humanity is decaying? Probably. Why? Uh, what gives you that idea? My empathy's going. <laughs> like everyone has empathy. My empathy just consists of oh, do you want a hug? Like that's all my empathy consists of. Okay. So um, as I was saying about the white rabbit, I think its symbolism is like society decaying as well on its views. As such, yeah, like um, the way it's trying to make people how they want them to be. What the rabbit is, or society is trying to make people. Society is trying to make people how they want them to be. Yeah. So they're mainly caring about people being medicated so that they seem normal and. Stuff like that. And how'd you get to that from a rabbit? I don't know. Any guesses? Um, nope. No, not at, at all. all. Just me running with my thoughts. I find like art very therapeutic, and they see artists as something uncouth sometimes. Who do? Government people sometimes, because like when they draw stuff about, well, in England, when we draw stuff about like the nude body and stuff like that, they see it as uncouth and something that we shouldn't really... Like, something taboo. Like, you're like, oh, that can't be shown kind of thing. But then you see loads of artwork with people painting people naked and stuff like that, and that's probably the best artwork because it's, like, human condition. What, naked humans? Yeah, like, showing that everyone comes in different shapes and sizes and everyone's beautiful in their own way. Usually. Oh. <laughs> because people's personality... Like, someone could look beautiful in someone's eyes, but then have an ugly personality. And do you see any other um, household pets or wild animals? Mm, no, not really. Just your dog. I have a pet dog, and then my little sister has a pet hamster. What would you think would happen if you did follow the rabbit? I'd probably lose all sense of reality and run away to my own wonderland in my mind. Like, my mind's like a labyrinth already. So it keeps changing all the time. You're not tempted then? 
No, I'm not tempted. <laughs> I don't see a point in temptation. Oh, really? Yeah. Things no. happen for a reason, and we have choice. But every choice I make, I don't regret, because I see it as my choice. Even though sometimes we don't have a choice. What do you think your dad would say if he was on the podcast? That he's just absolute bananas. Is that what he says? Yeah. Does he ever talk to you about it? No, he hasn't really talked to me about what he experiences when he went through a psychosis. He's been sectioned about four times, if I remember correctly. Have you ever been to visit him in hospital or anything? No, because he lives two hours away. Yeah. By car. But then it's like four to five hours on a blimmin' coach. Would you want to go and see him? Yeah, I like going and seeing him. Because we just sit there, drink alcohol, and it takes the edge off. <laughs> Talking, Ed- really. Edge off of what? Talking. Because I haven't, I haven't really got to know him much. Because he hasn't really been there in my life. But also they try making out that trauma can be a factor in uh, psychosis as well. They see it as the mind trying to protect you from something that's traumatised you. Who says that? Scientists, all sorts. But I think that's a load of tosh half the time. (laughs) Why do you think that? Because a human brain is only capable of perceiving perceiving stuff that it wants to perceive. So therefore, you can... Everyone's perception is different. So a psychosis is just their perception changing a bit. Why is that against the, the trauma? The trauma probably sculpts the way that they view the world. That's probably why the pe- some people's paranoia can be worse than others because it's actually it was actually actually meant for a survival. Ooh, there goes the So it's not bullshit. No. Uh paranoia was actually a survival technique that the cavemen used. Well, we'll leave it there then. Yeah. Good stuff. Any last words of wisdom you want to share? Last words of wisdom. Live every day like it's your last and never regret what you do because you do everything that you do for a reason and if you can figure out that reason, you'll have no regrets. So say if I got sectioned tomorrow because I said something stupid, never mind. This has nothing to do with coffee.